We're going to continue in Perak Aleph. Just to chazer over a little bit what he said last week. He began with a few, uh, a few kashas. No. He began with a few kashas. And uh, most of them were just basic questions. And as we said last week, most of the questions are not going to be answered for many, many prakim. Some 10, 12, 15, 20 prakim. The questions are going to be answered. The questions are just really to lead us into the discussion. Once we get involved in the discussion, then all the questions will be answered. Some of the questions we began with were... What is the idea of the Gemara telling us? The Gemara tells us that before a child is born into this world, that a person should be a tzaddik and not a rasha, which that part of the statement makes sense. And then it continues, even if the whole world says you're a tzaddik, you should be in your own eyes like a rasha. First of all, Saisar, the Mishnah Perkiyavis, which says, what's the lesson of the Mishnah? Don't be a rasha in your own eyes. Second of all, it's just, it doesn't seem like very good, healthy advice to always be looking at yourself in a negative light and to always be looking at yourself down and saying, you're Russia. That doesn't seem to be the greatest catalyst for proper growth when a person says, you're terrible, you're Russia, you're horrible. Baltani said this already over 200 years ago. It's not, not, a, not a good catalyst for growth. You're not really going to become big by, by telling yourself that you're terrible. And if you don't care that you're terrible, so that's also not a good thing because that just means that you're totally uh, oblivious to, any, uh, to the reality of your spiritual state. And you say, okay, so I'm terrible. So what? Uh, who cares that I'm terrible? And if you don't care that you're terrible, so then you don't try to become good. So the whole, the whole statement just doesn't seem to be a smart statement to say. Tell yourself you're Russia, and then what? And then either I get depressed that I'm a Russia, or I don't get depressed, which means I just become cold and indifferent to the fact that I'm a Russia, which is also terrible. So the whole statement, aside from being a, a stira, a contradiction to the basic mission in Perky Office, it's not a good idea. That was the real first question that he dealt with. And then the second question was, he really got involved in this. What is, what is the idea of a Bainini? Right, Rabbi says about himself, I'm a Bainini. Uh, what do you mean you're a Benini? Then who's, who's a Tzaddik if you're a Benini? So, Frekta Baltania, how did Rabbah even think that he's a Benini? What Havamina was there that Rabbah thought he was a Benini? He didn't stop learning for a second. So, what, what, what mistake was Rabbah making? Rabbah making. And as we said, Rabbah wasn't just being an Anav. Being an Anav doesn't mean that you say about yourself that you're worse than you are. Being an Anav means that you say that you recognize that as great as you are, you recognize that it all comes to the Rabbani Shalom, right? That's, a, that's what being an Anav means. It doesn't mean you limit yourself and look at yourself, look down at yourself. You, you know who you are, but you uh, recognize where you got this kaiches from. So, and then he says, what does a Benini mean? You can't really be a Benini, either a Tzaddik or a Rasha. A Rasha is somebody who's even over, even on, even on a Durabanan, even on not being Meiche, when he could have been Meiche, already called a Rasha. And a Tzaddik is somebody who does, and if you do Tshuva, then right away you're a Tzaddik. So how do you, how do you, how do you become a Benini? How is it possible to become a Benini? The whole Sefer, it's called Sefer Shabbatini, but how in the world is it possible to be a Benini? And he said, we don't mean what we talk about Rosh Hashanah in Kippur time, Benini is Mechza, Mechza. That definitely doesn't mean that, because that's talking about when it comes to reward and punishment. Here the Gemara is talking about the, the essence of a person, that you are a Benini. How could you be a Benini? You can't be a Benini. Either a Rasha, if you've done something wrong, and if you've done Tshuva, you're a Tzaddik, or even greater, you're a Baal Tshuva. But you can't be a Benini. What is a Benini? And that's really what he has to get to. And he's going to get to Mitzvah Shem, what the idea of a Benini is. But he said, he ended off last time by just saying that the idea of Tzaddikim is, uh, the idea of Tzaddikim is very, 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 uh, very weird to find. He says, L'chein uh, Amar Chazal, in the Medrash, Hashem saw that tzaddikim are very minimal. There's very few tzaddikim going to be in all 6,000 years. Hashem took them and spread them out. Hashem sprinkled tzaddikim in every generation, right? There's no such thing as a dar yasam. There's no dar which is left without tzaddikim. Every dar has its, has its tzaddikim who are there in order to be madrach the generation. And therefore, the Hashem saw tzaddikim. Tzaddikim are very, as we'll see, once we get to the Baal Tanya's definition of a tzaddik, a tzaddik is far and far and few be, you between 
it's very, very difficult to be a tzaddik. Even to be a benini is something which obviously is attainable to us. As we said, you know, last week, that the Midas Benini, he writes in, I think, Perky Dalad, Midas Benini, he Midas Kal Adam, everybody can attain a Benini, but even being a Benini takes a lifelong of work and a lot, a lot, a lot of effort to become a Benini. But definitely to be a Tzaddik, we'll see once we get to the Baltani's definition of a Tzaddik, that's, that's all, the way, all the way up there. That's for very, very far and few between. And therefore he says, Tzaddik Yisrael Elam. Yeah, Tzaddik Yisrael Elam, Tzaddik is the foundation of the world. The world, resu- the world rests on the laurels of the tzaddik. The tzaddik is the one who really holds up the whole world because if you can reach that madrega of li bichal where you totally eradicate your Sahara, that level of perfection that the tzaddik gets to, that's, uh, that's tzaddik yisrael. That's really what we ended off last week. He ended off with all of these questions and, uh, and it, gets, it gets at the achbir inyan. And then he starts discussing the actual, uh, the actual Makeup of a person, as we said, he's going to begin with describing the makeup of every single one of us, the internal makeup of us, what we're made out of, what our insides are made out of, our neshamas, what type of neshamas they're made out of, what are the components of it, how do they express themselves, how do we ensure that we're able to control the way that they express themselves, and once we get all of that working, then we'll start to understand who we are, what we're, what, what we're doing, what our purpose is, and how we can ensure that we're doing the right thing. That's where he really begins, Achbir Inyan, yeah, it's on page 10. Everyone, everyone pretty much has the same uh, as the same the same tzur sadaf. You should have. You have a typical time. It's on page ten, and it's on where it says achbir inyan right after the two dots. Yeah, and here's a, yeah you see over there achbir inyan. Yeah. So what's the beer of the inyan, which is not the beer of just this inyan right now, but he's gonna this is gonna be the explanation of, as we said, of everything. Achbir inyan al Yeah. Right, right, right over there. Achbir inyan. Yeah. Achbir inyan. The beer of the Indian is based on this Chiddush from Rabchaim Vital. Rabchaim Vital is the main Talmud of the Arizal. Everything that we have from the Arizal only comes from Rabchaim Vital. Right? He's the one that wrote down everything. The Arizal himself did not write anything. Everything we have is just written from Rabchaim Vital. So Rabchaim Vital writes in Shara Kedusha, another one of Rabchaim Vital's Svarim, based on the Arizal. Every single year, Echad Sadik. The Echad Rasha, whether the person's or it's Sadik or Rasha, Yesh Shtein Neshamais has two Neshamais. Right? As we mentioned last week, this doesn't seem to be a Chiddush to most of us. Right? We all know, we all grew up knowing that you have a Yetzar and a Yetzar Taif. Right? So he says it's a big Chiddush. Reb Chaim Vital says in the name of the Arizal that you have two Neshamais. Right? One's going to be called the Nefesh Bahami, which we'll explain what that means. And one's called the Nefesh uh, Is that a Chiddush? That's case of Taivi, it's a Haro. It's a fancier name. The Shamas, it's a Taivi, it's a Haro. What's the Chiddush? Don't you only have, I always say you only have one Shamas, you just have two, two, three, four. Oh, oh, very good. So, so very good. So that, that's Rabchaim that's Vital's Chiddush, exactly. We, you always thought, most of us always thought, before you opened up a Tani, they have one Shama, and you have two voices trying to tell that Shama where to go. Right? That's what it means. You have one neshama and you have one guf, and you have two voices inside of you, one on the right shoulder, one on the left shoulder. One's screaming at you, learn. One's screaming at you, be mavatal tire. One's screaming at you, go daven. One's screaming at you, stay in bed. One's screaming at you, do chesed. One's screaming at you, be selfish. Right? Two voices screaming at you to try to get either the neshama or the guf. Zarqam Chaim Vital, there's no Yetzirah and Yetzirah Taiv that, that's the essence of the person. Yetzirah and Yetzirah Taiv are trying, to, are trying to take over and trying to control the person, but that's not the person itself. You yourself, the essence of who you are is a split personality. There's two parts of you. One part is called the chelak elakaimimal, one part which is the nefesh kiss, and a part of you is the nefesh abahami. Part of you is the animalistic part of you. That means that you go all bipolar, 100%. Every single one of us is bipolar. It's, a, it's the greatest nice. thing to know. We'll see why. It's the greatest After thing to know. Dies, they, get, they, go, they go up with that, with that part of them? Which part of them? 
No, the nefesh of the nefesh of Ahami is is what is what gives you the life, and when the nefesh of Ahami stops working, that's when a person dies. So the nefesh of is the engine inside of you which gives so you what life. Are they going up with? The nefesh of kiss. So you mean it's not really it's not really like the the, the main part of you is really the nefesh of kiss. The nefesh of is just the part that that that, that connects with it. No, so there's two parts. You're totally there's two parts of you that control all of your existence. One's is called nefesh of Bahamas, One's nefesh of It's not your body. It's not your body. It's something much deeper than your body. Well, see, it's part of your essence, part of your makeup, part of who you are is a nefesh of Bahami and a nefesh of That you are bipolar. That's who you are. There's two parts of you. It's not that there's one neshama and there's two parts trying it. You are bipolar, right? Which two, means two operating huh? system. Two operating. Two system. operating systems exactly. And we're gonna see the Baltani is gonna explain to us that there's a constant battle taking place inside of us between these two operating systems trying to take over. Constant, constant struggle, not between trying to say Neshama Gov, two operating systems and each one of them is trying to take total control of the body. We're going to see later on, the Chazal called the body a ear cotton. It's a little village. And there's two kings trying to take over this little village. One's called the Nefesh Abahami, one's called the Nefesh Alakis. One's the godly soul, one's the animalistic soul. Those two things are trying to take over control of the body. The Nefesh Abahami is instead of saying Sahara. It, no, Yetzar and Yetzar Tayyip are outside external voices that talk to you to try to get you to do things. That's not what the Nefesh of Ami, Nefesh Al-Kiss are. Nefesh of Ami, Nefesh Al-Kiss is your essence. It's very, very different, right? Again, Yetzar and Yetzar Tayyip are outside voices. It stops working. It's the engine which shuts off, which, which of course, yeah, it dies. That Nefesh of Ami is, is the thing that gives you the ability to live. When it stops working, then a person dies. But, but it doesn't go anywhere. That's the Nefesh of Ami. So but, animals also have it? Yeah, yeah, to an extent. We'll see, so it's very, very... It's like two different parts of the Nisham, basically. The animals have, and we have the, the Nefesh of the is the part that makes us human. The Nefesh, no, because Gaim, Gaim also have, an, have a Nefesh of Ami, not a Nefesh of oh. We'll see. Oh, this is, li- the second Nefesh is only limited, only limited to you. Only you didn't have that. Every, every guy, every animal, everything has a Nefesh of Ami. Nefesh of Ami is literally the engine that gives things life. Guy could be yeah. he's bet- oh, so he's betzalim elikim, but he doesn't have an nefeshelikis. Not an nefeshelikis. So it's not a chelik elikim. Well, he's betzalim, but he doesn't have he doesn't have the nefesh. So what that means is, again, this is very very different than yetsar. Yetsar hari yetsar tever external voices telling you what to do. But that's who, who's you? Zaktabal telling you there are two yous. There's a you which is called the nefesh bahami, and there's a you which is called the nefeshelikis. There are two parts inside of you. The bipolar. You have two aspects inside of you which are fighting constantly. Right. We'll see as we go on that this is. It's a very healthy thing to know because if there's one me and there's the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah Taif, yeah? I remember the mashal. I was learning my Chavrisa a long time, you know, a few years ago, a learning time, yeah? So he said a very simple mashal, yeah? A, a person sitting and learning for four hours a day, yeah? You're sitting and learning Mismedrish the whole day, yeah? And then you find yourself walking out outside after, after for a Seder and you, uh, and you look at something inappropriate on the street. You look at something inappropriate. So in the world of Yetzirah and Yetzirah Taif, so it's very confusing. There's one you, and you have a Yetzar Yetzatayv. Yetzatayv told you to learn for four hours. And then you walk outside and Yetzar got the better of you. So it gets very confusing because I learned for four hours. I'm sorry, that was real, the fact that I learned for four hours. But then if right after I learned for four hours, I was able to look at something inappropriate, so then maybe the whole thing was a scam. Because there's only one me, and, and a minute ago I was listening to my Yetzatayv, and all of a sudden I'm so, so quickly you, I listened to the Yetzahara. Why do you need the Yetzahara? Oh, because they're both, they're, 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 vo- they're external voices trying to get one of the two one of the two parts of you to operate, to win over. But they're external, which means if I'm living in the world of Yetzar Yetzar Toiv and I listen now, I was listening to my Yetzar Toiv for four hours and then I start listening to my Yetzar Hara, so then, then I start to think of myself as being just confused. Do we call them the salesmen? 
Who? The Yitzhari and Yitzhari? Sort of, yeah. They're sort of like, they're sort of trying to push one of the systems. But, 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 it's, very, but it's very confusing if I'm constantly listening to different people, right? Because who, who, the me that was just learning is now listening to somebody else. But if I understand that, it's not that there's one me listening to two voices. There's no one me that's confused. There are two me's inside of me. I'm literally bipolar. So there was one me that was sitting and learning for four hours. That was called Menefajala Kiss. And now a new operating system took over. It's not the same person that was learning is now going and looking at something inappropriate. There's another whole part of me called Menefajala Bahamas, which just now looked at something. No, I, I'm in control of both of them. I need it. They control. And I'm responsible for both of them. But they're two independent part of me's that are working inside of me. It's crucial is what happens right after that. And you know which one won. Well, assume, yep, there's well, no... The next play is, is where you... Which but then, one you but it's a fight back, over. and then you can take back yeah. over, and you take... But, but again, but these two parties are working to take over the city constantly. So you weren't... The Nefesh kiss was to control of the city for four hours when he sat and learned. And then, suddenly there was an attack by an outside enemy, and the enemy took over the guf, now it's called the Nefesh Bahami. And then the Nefesh kiss takes back. And we're going to explain what the strategies in this war are to make sure that this battle doesn't keep going on and on, right? It's not... Nobody wants to live in World War II forever, right? We want to end the world war and we want to be able to get past it and declare victory. So we, that the whole Sefer Atani can explain to us how we can declare victory in this war. But, but it's, what's taking place is... Isn't our whole life in the war? Well, the, the goal is to win. You can win. You can you can win to the extent that you won't be fooling constantly. They won't. That, what, what he's going to explain is that the, the avoid of a benani is not to eradicate the enemy. The avoid of the benani is to be able to hold off the enemy with such strength that the enemy is not attacking anymore. You didn't kill the enemy. You don't even turn around. You didn't make the enemy into your, into your friend. But you, you, if you work properly and explain to us how to do that, what the strategies are, you can hold off the enemy. Make enough of protection around your city to be able to hold off the enemy for long enough that the enemy won't attack. And that's what a Bainani is. A Bainani is not somebody who killed out the Yetzirah. It's not somebody who has no, who has no uh, intentions to ever do bad. It's somebody who's able to make sure that every time the enemy tries, the enemy, that he's able to stop the enemy. Yeah, yeah. We'll see as we go through. It's Tzadik is somebody who has no, there is no enemy. We'll see. We're going to see. It's Tzadik Yisrael. We're going to see what, what, huh? A real, a real, he's not, that's not a love dafka by a real tzaddik, what does Chazal mean? A, a real tzaddik, somebody who's the ultimate, huh? They, they, weren't, they hadn't reached a level of total, that, that was, that's exactly the point. The, the point of Al-Tamen Ba'atzmachad, Yoyim Mischa, is exactly the point that we'll see in the Sefer. Which means, if a Bainani is somebody who makes sure that the enemy is not even interested in attacking him anymore, the enemy is just sitting on his place. Now, if you get very comfortable being a Bainani, and you start to become too confident in the fact that, oh, the enemy hasn't attacked me in 20 years, then what's going to happen? The enemy is going to be like, oh, it's, it's, it takes you by surprise and it comes to attack, right? So you can have Shimon Kayin Gadol who says, oh, I'm good. I'm 80 years old, right? I put, I put, the, I put, and you let, but the enemy's still there. You haven't eradicated the enemy. Oh, so if, so you're right. If you reach the level, if you reach the level where you kill it out completely and you're a tzaddik, then yeah, then you don't deal with those issues. Shimon, Shimon Kayin Gadol got to the level where he was like Rabba. Right, we'll see, Rabbah thought about himself that he was a Bainani, even though he was a tzaddik, but he thought that he eradicated it. Why? Because it hadn't attacked him in so long. He didn't realize that all he had done was set up enough safeguards and enough protection that, that the enemy wasn't battling. And therefore, he stopped, he stopped caring about it. He let a guard down, he tur- turned the security cameras off, he told the guards, don't worry, you can go to sleep. And what happens when you do that is, then the enemy comes to attack. Right, he left the gates open because he thought that he was fine. He didn't realize that it wasn't fine because the enemy's still there. He closed the gates, but he left them unlocked. Right.
Right, and that's, that's what a benedi is, and that's why a benedi, he'll explain to us, a benedi is in a state of constant, constant, not battle, but constant, on, on constant guard to make sure that although right now he's not doing averis, that's what the benedi is, benedi is somebody who's not doing averis, nevertheless he knows that the enemy is still alive. How do you know, the enemy how do you is still know alive. Gone? We're going to get there, we're going to get there. That's not our, our goal, we'll see. Our goal is not to get to the place where we're actually going actually to eradicate it, that's not, it's not something we even... Well, no, we even, no, even, even it's, when it's gone, you're dead. No, no, no. no. No, it's, it's, you can turn it. The worst thing is that once you put all the things, you don't feel it, but then right. again, you can still watch yourself just so he doesn't come. Exactly. But how, I'm saying, I know we're not reaching out, we're just... Like a logical sense, how would you actually? You you don't, and that's why Rab, that that that's we'll see. That's why Rabba thought that he was a benedi, and Rabba was in constant guard to say, okay, huh? No, he thought about himself that he was a benedi. He wasn't really. Could be he was actually a tzaddik. Wait, he, well, he didn't even know. He himself viewed himself as a benedi. He was on constant guard, constant. I was on guard constantly. That's my question. That you'll never know. Could be. Could be. Could be. You'll never know. Someone really never gives up, even though they're gone. It's, they're still fighting the battle. Yeah, it's possible. They, I don't think they'll be involved in active battle because there is no enemy to fight, but they'll be involved in active shmira to make sure. Yeah, it's possible they'll be in offense constantly. Uh, I think they will be, but I, I, I could be they'll know. I don't, I, again, I, I don't know how we would know that. But uh, yeah, I, I imagine that David Melech was able to know. He said about himself, right? That, that's the Pasuk said about David himself, that he wiped, that he wiped out his Yitzhara. So obviously David Melech sensed and was able to know that, okay, there is no enemy. Also, we'll see that the ultimate goal really is to turn the enemy into your friend. That's the ultimate goal, is when not, you eradicate the enemy, right? There's, the Baltan is gonna talk about a, a level called the Skafya and a level called the Sapcha. Skafya means where you force the Yetzirah down and a Sapcha means where you turn the Yetzirah into your friend. Right, the Pasuk says, you should serve the Rabban Shem B'Shnei Yitzircha, right, with your two Yetzirahs, Yetzirah and Yetzirah. How do you serve the Rabban Shem of the Yetzirah? When, when you turn the Yetzirah into working with the Yetzirah, so then you're able to serve the Rabban Shem with both of, both of your Yetzirah and Yetzirah. That's the ultimate goal, but again, we're, we're, we're we're way back, way back, many, many, many steps before that. Is to be is the same thing? Yeah. And is to keep him in place, and is to, to turn him over completely. We'll get to that. It's many, many steps on once we figure out the whole... Does it say somewhere that and Afram are two different drachas? One of them destroyed the Israelites, the other one turned around to the Israelites. You said... Could be. We'll see. So uh, again, the, the, we haven't even started started the discussion, but that's all part of the discussion. Once we get into it, once we understand exactly what the level of of Abinity is. Yeah. So let's let's go back. We're just mamash at the first line, and we got a stickle. Uh, we got a stickle off, not off topic. We got like 30, 30 40 prakim ahead of ourselves. But let's uh, let's work it through step by step, and we'll figure this all out. All the questions that we all have. Both in our own lives and uh, on the on the time, it will all be explained as we go through the program. Everything is everything is spoken out very 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 clearly. No questions are left unanswered. Yeah, Achbir Inyan. Yeah, so let's go back. Achbir Inyan. What what's the explanation for this whole confusion about who we are and, and what is a Benini and what is a Tzaddik and what is a Russia? Bir Inyan al Pima Shekasav. Abchayim Vital B'Sharak Kedusha. The Lachal Ishi Sral Every Yid Echad Tzaddik VeEchad Russia. Yesh Shtei Neshamas has two souls. Ukedichsev, as the pasuk says very clearly, Uneshamais Aniyasisi. Right. Well, while simply the pasuk seems to be referring about different people, we'll see that the way the Chaim Vital understands the pasuk, and it's more like that at the end of the pasuk, that it's talking about one person is Neshamais Aniyasisi. I made Neshamais, and one person the Rambam made two Neshamas. I we only have one Neshama. Dr. Chaim Vital, every person has 
two neshamish. Hein shtei nefashes. Nefesh achad achas mitzad klipa. One nefesh, which is mitzad klipa v'sitra achra. And we'll have to explain exactly what those words mean. We'll explain very clearly in a minute or a few minutes what those words klipa mean and what sitra achra means. They're very, very negative connotations, but we'll see the lavdafka completely negative. Sitra right? achra sounds like the evil, the evil side. We'll see the Baltani, it doesn't say it's the evil side, it's really the other side. And Klippa also, the shells, the, the things, the husks, the things that are covering over Kedusha. There's one nefesh inside of us that comes from the place of Klippa and Sitra Achra. And that is found in the Dhamma the Adam, right? So it begins by defining for us and describing for us the nefesh of Bahamas. Why does it begin with the nefesh of Bahamas before the nefesh of Lakis? Okay, so that, yeah, that's one reason because that's the one that, that's found in everybody. And you're right, in the second, in Parag Bays, he's going to get to what's different between humans, between Kal Yisrael and the nations of the world. But also, even, even by us, what comes first? The Nefesh Bahamas and Nefesh Elakis. Nefesh Bahamas comes right away, right? Nefesh, you're born with the Nefesh Bahamas. Exactly, you're born with the Nefesh Bahamas. It's, it's inside, as he said, it's inside, it's found in the Dhamma Adam, Lahachius Aguf, to give life to the Guf. Yeah, the Nefesh Bahamas has a very, as a very, uh, as a bad, as a bad reputation. Yeah, most of us think as the Nefesh Bahamas as translating as the animalistic soul. Animalistic soul doesn't sound very good, right? Animalistic sounds like it's a soul inside of us that wants to be an animal. I don't think that's what Nefesh Bahamas means. Nefesh Bahamas means the same way, like you said, the same way every animal has a soul, has a, a soul, a life source inside of him. What does a life source inside of an animal tell him to do? It depends what type of animal it is. If it's a cat, it tells sleep, him to go to get eat. mice, to, to, to sleep, to eat, to clean itself, to, have, to procreate, to have children, to take care of its children. The, the soul, the life force inside of animals tells them how to be like an animal. The life source inside of humans tells them how to be a human. The life source inside of every one of us is the nature inside of us which allows us to live. Now that means everything, everything, one second, one second, everything that's natural to us, everything that's basic and intrinsic to our makeup, that comes to Nefesh Bahamas. We'll, we'll, we'll see even, even, one second, even good things that are come as part of our nature also be part of the Nefesh Bahamas. Nefesh Bahamas is not something negative, it's not something bad. Nefesh Bahamas means anything that's part of our nature. Eating, sleeping, walking, breathing, Everything that we do that's part of our nature, good or bad, all comes to Nefesh Bahamas. Nefesh Bahamas literally means the animalistic, animalistic soul, but what it, what, it act, what it actually means is not the animalistic soul, he knows it by heart. What it actually means, the animalistic, Taka does. What it, what, it, what it means, the animalistic soul, just means the things that, that are our teva, the things that are our nature. What's our nature? A lot of things, right? We, we go to sleep every night, we eat three meals a day. We, uh, we like taking walks, we enjoy it in the nature. All of those things are part of our nature. That's called the Nefesh of Bahami, the animalistic soul. What are you going to ask? So we'll see. Behemoth Slabesh is Badama Adam. Where is that found? That's found in the Dama the Adam, the blood of the person. That gives life to the, the blood, is the life source of the body. It's what gives it flows throughout the body and allows the body to be able to do everything that it does. The heart pumps blood to the whole body. We'll see that it really, really, the Nefesh of Bahami begins in the heart, but it goes, it pumps blood, blood to the whole body. It is the life source of the body. As the Pasuk says, the Nefesh of the Basar is Badami, right? The Nefesh, the soul of the Basar, of the flesh. Which means the nefesh of the guf, the, the energy, the battery, the life source inside of our body is badami. It's in the blood. You remind me, you said heart. Uh, I have a friend that's getting surgery tomorrow. Can we just uh, say the name? Uh, Bracha, Begel, Bas, Yehudis. 
Which is for Shlomo Bracha Fagel. Bracha Fagel. 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 Basi Hodes. So one of the things that come from this life source, from our nature, from our intrinsic nature, one of the things that comes is midas rice. Right? All the bad midas that we have. Yeah, you naturally are lazy. You naturally have kas. You naturally have gaiva. You naturally like to put other people down. You naturally like to waste time. All of those things come from nature. Right? Humans have certain natures. Human, the natural tendency of humans is not to, of animals, is not to be lazy. Right? Animals don't struggle with laziness. And lions don't struggle with deciding if they should wake up in the morning or not, right? They happen to sleep for a very long amount of time. And who has been to the zoo knows that lions aren't awake a lot, but that's not because they're lazy. That's because that's what they do. They go, they hunt, they eat a lot, and they sleep for a long amount of time. Parrots don't deal with, uh, you know, a struggle of, you know, maybe I should be a balgaiva over the other animals, right? There's no, they don't deal with those concepts. We as humans, part of our natural makeup, part of our natural, our natural, Instincts is all these meat destroys, all these bad meat, which are kas, gaiva, uh, uh, have a, uh, interested in hilulus, latonis, hisparis. You see, all these things, atzlus, atzvus, all of these things are part of our nature. That's part of our intrinsic makeup of who we are, and therefore, all of that comes to nefesh because that's natural to us. It has nothing to do with our nefesh that part, because animals don't have that. It's all comes to an average. We have a different nefesh Bahami than animals, right? The same way an, every animal has, has different, uh, a different tendency. Like cats don't have the same natural tendency as lions do. Right? Although they come from the same family somewhat, they don't have the same tendency. And neither do giraffes have the same as elephants. Each one of them hunt in their own way and they, they, they mate in their own way. And each one of them deals with things in their own way. So it's the same thing with humans, right? Humans just have a different operating system for nature than animals do. So we, we operate with the desire to, uh, to be lazy. We operate with kas, we operate with gaiva, we operate with atzvas, atzvas. All these things are part of the natural makeup of a human. And therefore, they all come from the nefesh right? And therefore he says, umimenu bais this rice. And from it comes all the midas rice, me'arbi yesoidis ram shabbat. Right, from all the arbi yesoidis. This is a concept which is found in, all the way back in the Sifrei Kabbalah, that everything in the world is sourced in four different, in four different elements. Yeah, they, they like to talk about this in the non-Jewish world also. Right, the four elements are what? Right, those are the four elements in which uh, everything, everything, all everything, all matter is created from those four elements. Right, we all know that the four, the four, uh, the four cities in Eretz Yisrael are represented by these four, uh, the four holy cities in Eretz Yisrael are represented by these four. You say this, right? Yishalayim as well. Yishalayim is Eish. Yishalayim is Eish. The fire, the fire of the Beis Hamikdash. Sfas as well. This is Ruach, it's all floaty. So up there, Hebron is Afar, it's dirt. That's where the Ma'ar Samachbele is, that's where people are buried. It's called Ma'ar Samachbele, that's it. the whole inn is the dirt. And Tferia is Mayim. Tferia is a Kinneret, Tferia is Mayim. Huh? By the water. By the water. It's a Kinneret, that's the four. But each one of those four, you say this, so those four, you say this, are they make up of everything. Everything has one of those four, you say this, which is the essence, which is the main part of the makeup of those things. Those four things also are the makeup of the, of the natural instincts that we have. How? And he explains this very, very simply. Yeah, Shabbat. The Hainu Kas Vagaiva. Yeah, where do Kas come Where does Kas come from? Where does Gaiva come from? Aish, right? Very obviously. Kas comes from Aish because that's what happens when a person gets angry. A person gets fired up, literally. You get fired up, you get angry, you get heated, and you get upset, and you get, yeah, huh? 
Yeah, it could be. But uh, yeah, redheads have a tendency. The more Chazal say, right? Redheads have a tendency to be a little bit more fiery, right? But a person, a person has. It comes from the mid of Aish. Aish means that a person gets fired up, a person gets heated, a person gets angry. That comes from Kaz. Gaiva is the same thing, right? Why? Gaiva, he says, he says very passionate. Gaiva goes. The fire goes upwards, and Gaiva is the same thing. Gaiva is that a person tries to make themselves bigger than they really are. Right? That's really what a fire is. Right? How big is the fire? <laughs> really, it's as big as, as big as the logs are, right? What the fire does is it jumps upward to make it look as if it's bigger than it really is, right? It's not really that high. It's just the flames go up and they come back down. Smoke. And the smoke, and it just, it's, it's a whole, creates this whole mirage of being like 40 feet tall, when really the fire itself is not that tall. The flames are going a little higher, but then they go up and they down. They don't expand. It can start as a match and light a whole forest on fire, so it can start small and actually get big. So, I mean, it was a little small fire. Right. Yeah, and therefore, no. So I'm saying it, it does actually expand. Right. So, but that's guy. Guy is the same thing. Right. No. But a person could also actually control expand. It can grow. He's not. It could, he could be this big and then think he's much bigger, but he can actually be much right. bigger. I mean, but when you are when you are that bigger, you don't think of yourself as that much bigger. That's true. The bigger the bigger you become, the uh, more. I was just reading right before I came. I was reading the book about Ramesha Reichman. Just came out recently. He put out a book about Ramesha Reichman and said that one of his daughters came home from school. And his daughter was complaining that uh, her friend wasn't being nice to her. So he said, uh, his line was, line, he said, I think you're big enough to be, to be small now. I think you're big enough to be small now. I'm sorry, I think you're big enough to make yourself small now. That was line. I think you're big enough to make yourself small now. Which means uh, you're big enough to not get bothered by the fact that somebody else wasn't nice to you. You're big enough to make yourself small and be able to look past, look past something like that. Right? Big people have the ability to be able to make themselves small. So Aish... Is the side of Kas and Gaiva. Not only that, Chazal explained to us that Kas and Gaiva really are the same thing. Right? The Gemara says, If somebody gets angry, it's as if he serves a Vaidizara. The Gemara also says, Why do those two things go hand in hand? Because you, you cannot get angry unless you think you're in charge. Right? The Mashallah one time heard was imagine somebody walks into your house and he comes over to you for Shabbos. He's a guest by you for Shabbos and he walks into your house and he just starts yelling. Why in the world would you put your dining room table this way? I think you should put your dining room table the other way. And the couch is not so nice. Why do you get a blue couch? You should get a green couch. And I don't think that the window shades match to the couch. What do you tell the guy? Who in the world do you think you are? You come into my house. I bought the furniture. This is my place. I'm the balabas here. Don't come into my house and tell me how to decorate my house. Right? When you have kas, what you're doing is you're walking into Hashem's world. And you're saying, oh... Hashem, you made me not get the job. Who do you think you are not to get to not allow me to get the job? Or you scream at somebody else. Who do you think you are to yell at somebody else? The only reason you can yell at somebody else and have kas and anger is only because you think you're in charge. And you think you're the one that should direct what the results are, and therefore you get angry. So kas and gaiva both come from the same place, which is aish, which is when you try to make yourself larger than you are. Right? That's why we all know, for example, that chametz represents the Indian of gaiva, and matzah represents the Indian of anava, right? It's the whole, all the, all the Torah, you know, spoken about matzah and chametz is always that matzah is gaiva and chametz, it, it spreads. What happens when you keep it in the oven longer, it's it's, the ash is there, the fire is there, and the fire allows it to expand to become bigger than it really is. That's what it does. A, a, matzah, you put in for a short amount of time, boiling hot, sits in there for a minute, comes right out, it remains flat. But if you leave it next to the fire, which the fire represents the Indian of gaiva, slowly it starts to expand and makes itself bigger than it really was for a minute ago. And it starts to become something bigger than it is. And therefore, the first midah, which we deal with, is kas, anger, 
and gaiva. And again, these are, this is something that we all deal with, right? There are people that are naturally more hot-headed than other people, but we all deal with this. This is part of the basic makeup of every single person. Echad Tzadik, Echad Rasha, everybody has inside of them this Midah, which is called the Midas Eish, which, which from that Midah comes the Indian of Kas and the Indian of Gaiva. We all struggle with it on, to some extent. But Taivis Vata'anugim, and the second thing is Taivis and Ta'anugim. Right, which means the things that we the things that we enjoy, any tayvus that we have, yeah, tayvus achila, tayvus nashim, any tayvus that we have, all comes from the place of mayim. Because why? Because Mayim allows everything to grow. Mayim is the source of all growth, all vegetation. And therefore, Mayim is the source of all taiva in the world. Even, even a little bit deeper, Mayim, Mayim represents chesed. I always know that Mayim, and Mayim, whenever it's found in Chazal, Mayim always represents the idea of chesed. Even so much so, where's the first place that we really find Mayim in the world? By the Mabal, the real place, that we, the first time that we find Mayim, not just in creation, the first time we find Mayim being used as a force, is by, by the Mabal, right? The Zara Kaddish tells us that the Dara of the Mabal was really, re, was really right to be Makabal the Torah. They were supposed to be Makabal the Torah. Had they been worthy, they would have been the Dara of the Makabal the Torah. They weren't worthy. Therefore, what happened was the Mayim, instead of being Mayim of Chesed, overwhelmed them with too much Chesed, and they were all destroyed out. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Once we pass creation, yeah, in creation itself, we find the Indian of right away. The first thing we find, before anything we find, the first creation that ever was, First thing is water. It's the beginning of everything. Yeah, That's the first. The first thing before anything is. It's, it begins with Right. Okay. Okay. So that's the first thing. Was, was that concept of Mayim, and then Hashem created then day and night, and then everything, everything that came after that. Why? Because the world really begins with water because water is the ultimate representation of chesed. Water is what gives a person life. Water is what, what causes food to grow, what allows a person to satiate their thirst. Water is the source of all, of all growth and of all tainug. And therefore, water is the source of all, tain, all tainugim that I have, all pleasure that I have in this world is sourced in the idea of mayim. The hailulus vilitzanus, right? And the next, the next things that we all deal with are hailulus. Hailulus means just being involved in stupidity. Yeah, sitting around and talking about politics for two hours, it's called hilalus, yeah? It's called, or COVID, or any, any of these things. It's hilalus, it's stupid, right? There's no, there's no point to it. It's just, it's superficial, it's silly, it's wasting time, it it's comes from where? From ear. Why? Because ear has no, it has nothing, it has no substance, right? You can't, you can't grab ear, ear has no substance. It was everything, but it's also nothing. Right, it's also nothing, which means there, there is no there is no physical substance. You can't grab it. It's all hot air. Right? It's all hot air, which means what's all hot air? Which means that there's nothing to it. Right? It's all it's all silly. It's all There's no mamashes. There's nothing to it. Hailulos and letzanus. Letzanus is the same thing. Yeah, making fun of things. Right, putting things down. Letzanus. The whole idea of letzanus means that what you're doing is you're just saying things that have no effort to make yourself bigger. Effort to make that. We're gonna get to we get to Gaiva in a second. We're gonna get to. We already spoke about one one aspect of Gaiva. We'll speak on another one in a second. But Hailulus Latanus. And what's the third thing he says? Hailulus, which means things that are just silly, wasting time. Latanus is making fun, mocking other things. And the third thing he says is what? Vesparos. What's Vesparos? Huh? Self glorification. What's the difference between Vesparos and Gaiva? What's it, it means when, when you when you glorify yourself, you make you pump yourself up. What is the difference between Asparis and Gaiva? Aren't they the same thing? So we, just figure it out. What, what's Asparis? Which other two? When you are in and nobody else is anything. You're the Zach. Drop more. What, what, what's Asparis together with? 
This paris is together with Hololus and Latsanus, which comes from the side of Ruach. Which means that what? What's this paris? When you, you make it from the end, you really? Oh, very good. No, Gaiva is when I have a Mila and I say that this is my Mila. I'm a really good Chazen because I have a good voice because I worked on it. It's Gaiva. I'm actually a good Chazen, but I take credit for that which I have. And therefore it comes from the side of Aish. It has something to it. Hisparis is even worse than that. Hisparis says I'm a good Chazen. No, you're not. But I make I make believe that I'm a good chazan, and that's why it comes from the yisurah dvar betelim, the a ruach. That's why it comes from, from nothing. His paris is when you pump yourself up, and you're actually nothing. Yes, yeah, so you make yourself into a big talmud chacham, a big tzaddik, a big oyver Hashem, and there's nothing behind. It's all facade. It's all farce. There's nothing really there. That's his paris, and that's why it comes in the same place. It's halulos and letzanas. You're the biggest letzanas when you make yourself into something that you're not. Right, that, that's Asparas. So Gaiva means when you pump yourself up and you take credit for that which you actually are, as opposed to giving credit over to Hashem. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, he's on a mikal Adam because he knows who he is, but he says it's from Hashem. And Asparas means when you make believe you're Moshe Rabbeinu, and you're not Moshe Rabbeinu. Right, like the Chazal say, Asamais as Zimri, they, uh, and, and you want the, the Schar of Pinchas. Yeah? You, you, you do things that are wrong and you try to take credit for it as if you're, as if you're the greatest Sadiq in the world. Right? That's, that's his Sparas. So that comes from me. You said a Ruach, right? There's nothing to it. Right? Because nothing, to, I'm saying there's nothing to wearing flashing clothing. Right? What are you, what are you showing off? That what? A guy who wears expensive clothing and doesn't have money is a sparus. <laughs> you, if you're wearing expensive clothing and you have money and you're trying to show people that you have money, it's gaiva. If you wear expensive clothing and you don't have money, yeah, it's probably a sparus. That's what you're saying. It's, it's, Right. There's nothing. There's, there's really nothing to it. Mamish, nothing to it. Right. And so Rabbi Nachman writes, we probably spoke of this Moshe many, many times before, Rabbi Nachman writes that the Yetzirah, Sikha Vav in, in, in Sikh Saran, Nachman writes that the Yetzirah is like a child in a, play, in a playground where the child comes to school from recess one day and the child says, I got the greatest, greatest Hanukkah present from my parents. And everybody's gathering around to see what present he got. And he has his knapsack and his big, big, uh, you know, big knapsack. And he's standing with his knapsack and everyone's crowding around waiting to see what he has. He says, I'm not going to show you. I don't want to show you. I don't want anyone to see. And finally gets like literally the whole schoolyard is surrounding this kid to see what Hanukkah present he got from his parents. And he opens it up. There's nothing inside. There's nothing inside. Right? says, that's the Yitzhahara. And the Yitzhahara gets us to chase him. And we run around and we circle him. And we're like, show us, show us what you have. Show us, show us the goods. Show us, show us what your parents got you. Show us the real present. Show us the real tiny, the tiny gambiti. And then eventually he opens up his hand. He opens up the knapsack and there's nothing there. Right, that, that's what's on us, it's holos, that's asparus, that, there's nothing really there. And Nachman says like a shadow where you try to, sometimes you see a shadow, especially little kids, and they think that the shadow is a reality. What happens when you try to grab a shadow? You can't grab a shadow, right? You, you, you end up with nothing, right? You grab the shadow, there's nothing there. That's asparus, that's on us, holos, that's all, it's all things which have no substance, have no essence to it. Right, again, to sit around and talk about COVID for two hours, that, that has no substance, there's nothing to it. Right, you're not solving anyone's problems by talking about it. You're not solving your own problems, you're only creating more problems. Right? There's nothing, there's literally nothing to a conversation like that. It's not conducive to anyone's 
physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, financial growth. It, it's just a conversation which is literally pointless. That, that's titleless. That's a ton. That's just sitting around and shooting the breeze. Right? Even that, that, where, where, where does that line come from? Shooting the breeze. It's because it comes from the Ruach, right? Just think about this now. Shooting the breeze means that you're literally just you're shooting the breeze. There's nothing to it. Right? You say the Ruach. You say the Ruach. Gas Ruach is when you take Ruach and you allow it to, allow it to blow yourself up. It's Gaiva. Yeah. Va'atzvos, and then the last ones are Atzvos and Atzvos. Where does Atzvos and Atzvos come from? Only have one left. The process of elimination. Afar. Dirt. Why? Yeah, when you're late, when you're late, when you're lazy, what do you do? You want to stay in bed like a piece of dirt, right? You you stay in bed, and when you have Atzvos, it's the same thing. You think of yourself as low and insignificant. And really think of yourself as a piece of dirt, literally a piece of dirt. So it, is, it comes from the side of Afar. So every single one of us, every one of us deal with all of those Yisaitis, all of those Midas Rais, not because we've ever done anything bad. It's not that we've done something to cultivate laziness inside of us. Laziness is the part of the makeup of every single human being. Atzvus, depression, is the part of the makeup of every single human being. Hoylulos, Lutzanus, Esparas, Gaiva, Kast. All of these things are part of the makeup of every human being as is Teva. The same way it's the nature of a cat to lick themselves, to clean themselves. So too, it's the nature of every single one of us to be lazy, to be angry, to have Gaiva, to have Sparas, Lutzanus, Hoylulos, Atzlus, Atzvus, Tanugim, Tivus. All of these things are part of our very nature because of our Nefesh Don't you only get depressed when you that's when you allow that's when you allow the depression that's part of your nature to express itself but the depression is depression is part of your nature it's part of who you are now you can allow it to express itself when you get sad and if you fight that nefesh of Bahami with the nefesh of Lakis, you won't get caught up in that but, that but these are part of your nature this is part of your essence now he says a chiddush this is a, this is a massive chiddush and even the good things even the good things even the good things that are in the Teva of every single Yid, that are part of your nature, those things are part of the nature of a person. Right? Because I'll say, if you see a Yid who's not a Rachman, you should be in his Yichas. Why should be Baidik in his Yichas? Because this is part of your nature. Yeah? You, don't have to, you don't have to work on yourself to be that's part of the nature of every single Yid as I'll say that and therefore if a person doesn't have that you have to check to make sure that he really comes from a, from a proper Jewish family oh exactly we're going to get to that in a second yes even the Nefesh of Bahami that we have is very very different than a guy yeah because it's, it's our, our nature who we are is very different than a guy. Forget about the nefesh of the kiss forget about the chelik of the kaimimau the same way a cat and an elephant have a different nature a year and a guy of a different nature. Our nefesh abahami, our nature. Forget about, forget about anything spiritual, anything godly. You know, anything that's chelik alikami mal pashat. Our makeup, our nature, which is obviously also comes from a godly source. But that also, that that's totally, totally different. A year and a guy, totally different, incomparable. We nor again, we normally think, what's the difference? You ask your average person, what's the difference between a year and a guy? One has an neshama, one doesn't have a neshama. Zaktabal tani, it's not true. One has a nefesh abahami, which is created by. A Jew, you know, a Jewish nefesh abami. One is a Jewish nefesh abami. There's a second mila that we also have, which is a massive mila. It's not something to, uh, you know, to, 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 it's, it's the greatest mila in the world, which is nefesh hashen is beisrael, which is the chelak alakamimal, which you get to in parak base. But even before that, the, the, the makeup of the nature, pasha the mitzias of us is different than the mitzias of the day. So what is it with the nefesh alakamimal? Oh, we're gonna get it. that's in parak base. 
can't get to Perk Beis before I finish Perk Aleph. Yeah, that is a nefesh. That is a nefesh. Uh, that the God Midas Tavis. And therefore he says, since we understand that the nefesh of Bahamas is not bad, it's not animalistic like it wants to be an animal, but it's animalistic because it does things that is natural to it. The same way an animal does that which is natural to it. Therefore, Midas Tavis. Therefore, even good Midas, Shabbateva call you to do some. Things that are born, things that are born to us. And therefore, we'll have to explain what this means in a second, but since these things are natural to the makeup of a Yid, therefore they also come from the Nefesh of Bahamas. And then he said, he added in this last line, which we'll explain right now what that means, that this Nefesh of the Nefesh of Bahami of a Yid comes from a klipas noiga, sheyesh bagam came gam toiv begam ra. What does it mean that it comes from klipas noiga? What in the world does klipas noiga mean? If you look at the Mara that Yecheskel has, we read the vision that Yecheskel has, Yecheskel Novi has, and we read on Shavuos morning and most of us are sleeping. It's brought down in Halacha. We dafka read on Shavuos morning most of us are sleeping because it's things which are very lofty and beyond us. And we'll cover Yecheskel. You're supposed to hear it. You're supposed to be awake for the Aftara, but Chazal said that it's brought on Allah. We do it after that, yeah, because you, you don't have the full head to really be able to grasp what's going on. Even if you listened, you wouldn't have the full head to grasp. And even if you read the art school, you wouldn't know what's going on. But, uh, but definitely when we're sleeping this morning, after being up the whole night, we for sure don't know what's going on. But it says over there that, that he, had the, he had this Mara, and what do you see in the Mara? He saw Eish, he saw, um, he saw Eish, he saw Ruach Sa'ara Anan Godol, the Eish Mislakachas, and then he saw a, a, a something called the Neiga, right? So he saw these three things, a Ruach Sa'ara, a very strong stormy wind. He saw a Nan Gadol, a very thick cloud. And Eish Mislakach is a fiery, a fiery, uh, a fiery, um, I don't properly translate the word Mislakach, as a fiery, uh, huh? Flashing, maybe a flashing fire, something along those lines. And then he saw, and, and then he saw Neiga, and then he saw a strong light. So the, the Sifri Kabbalah explained to us, as the Baal is based on, we'll see this in a second, even more once we get to the Nefesh HaBahami of Agai, but there are three Klippas which are called Klippas Tmeis, and there's one Klippa which is called Klippas Naiga. The first three things that Yecheskel saw, this is all prior to him having this revelation of the Rebbeinu. The first three things he saw was Ruach Sa'ara, Anan Gadol, the Eish Mesakachas. All those three things were things which got in the way of him having the vision of the Rabbani Shalom, which means that there are things in this world which try to stop every single one of us from being able to attain Kedusha and being able to attain a relationship with Hashem. Those are called Klippos Tmeis. Those are Gimel Klippos Tmeis. What does a Klippa mean? A Klippa means a peel, a cover, right? What, what, what does the orange peel do, do to the orange? It covers over the orange and doesn't allow you to get to the orange. It protects the orange. It's actually good for the orange. And really, even these Gimel Klippas at Timaeus are also good for the necessity of the world. They're, they're necessary in order for the world to be able to exist as a proper balance of Taiva and Ra. But these, what does a Klippa do? A Klippa protects something that's inside. It protects the fruit and doesn't allow you to just get to the fruit easily. You have to peel away the Klippa to get to a fruit. Every single, every single... Every in the world, there are things. There are things which come from the place which is called gimel klipas tmeis. Gimel klipas tmeis, which means the three klipas which are totally tamei, the three things that are trying to block us from getting to the rabbanish lelam. And then there's something which is called klipas naiga. Klipas naiga is something which is not blocking us from getting closer to the rabbanish lelam, but it's not either getting us closer to Hashem. So, for example, yeah, Torah. Where does Torah come from? 
Kedusha. Torah comes from the side of Kedusha, has nothing to do with the Klippa. Torah is the fruit, right? Torah is the pre, Torah is the eights. Torah is not something which is stopping us from getting to Hashem. Torah is the opposite. Torah is getting, where, where does Tefillin come from? Kedusha. Where does tea come from? So it's not Gimel Klippas. Assuming that it's kosher tea, it's not Gimel Klippas Atmeis. It's not something which is inherently blocking us from blocking the blocking kedusha from revealing itself to the world. But it's something which could block the block kedusha from revealing itself to the world, or the opposite, or it could allow kedusha to reveal itself. When I take a cup of tea and I make a proper brach on the cup of tea, what am I doing to that cup of tea? I'm, 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 I'm elevating it to the place of Kedusha. I took something which was not inherently good or bad. Tea is not good or bad. Tea is great. Tea is neutral. And I'm taking it and I'm utilizing it to be able to reveal something which is inherently good. Uh, not reversing it. It wasn't bad. Huh? Revealing. I'm revealing, elevating. I'm, I'm, this thing has within it the capability to either go up or go down. I'm removing a klipa, but there are certain klipas which are inherently tummy and I'm not supposed to touch. And there's neutral klipas. And there's neutral klipas, exactly. So neutral. Yeah, so what neuga means, neuga means a light. Neuga is a neutral klipa, which has the ability either to be elevated to kedusha. It has not yet been determined. It has not yet been determined, exactly. Most of the things that... It, it is, because this tea is not revealing the Rabbani Hashem until I allow it, to, until I make it reveal Hashem. This tea, in its essence, is neither revealing nor hiding Hashem. But in its essence, it, it is revealing Hashem. We just help, we, we see it, we, we bring it out. Oh, isn't it like, because Hashem's Everything, everything in its essence is revealing Hashem. And we bring out, but it's not neutral, it's, it's originally... It, it's, new, it's neutral in terms, of, in terms of its makeup. How we view it, exactly. In actuality, in actuality, everything, 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 everything is. We'll see. Even the Gibel Klippas Atmeis also have. If the Gibel Klippas Atmeis, right? Let's say pig. Yeah, where does pig come from? Gimel Klippas Atmeis, right? You cannot elevate pig, right? We'll see. The Baltani writes. Even if a person eats pig, and even if he does it by shaygig, he writes. Even if a person doesn't mistakenly eats not kosher food, and he uses the energy that he gets from that not kosher food to learn Gemara. What happens to the what happens to the not kosher food? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, you cannot you cannot lift you cannot lift it up. If you eat, if you drink tea and it gives you the ability to be able to learn better what happens to the tea, you elevated the tea. Or if I make a bracha on the tea and I recognize that it's coming from the Rabbanishlam, I elevated the tea. Oh, so it doesn't it can't get elevated. What happens to something that's usr? Baltani explains that the word usr means it's locked up. Like Matur assume it's locked up and doesn't have the ability to do it. We'll see. There are ways that a person can elevate even things which are tame. Even Gimaklibis at the for the concept of Altruva Mashiach. There are ways to do it which are very, very difficult and not easily done. There are ways to do it, but that's not natural. Chumahavel will exactly Chumahavel will get to that in the next two prok, two, three prokem. But there is a way to do that, but that's not natural. Right? So T again, this clip is Naiga. And this gimel klipas atmeis. Where does the nefesh of Bahami of a yid come from? Where does the animalistic, natural neshama of neshama of nefesh of Bahami of a yid come from? So it's not gimel klipas atmeis because it, it, it's not it's not naturally intrinsically bad. What is it? It's klipas noiga, right? The nefesh alikis is not any klipa, right? That is light. That is life itself, right? That is the ur itself. That is the light itself. That is godliness itself. But the nefesh of Bahami of the yid comes from klipas noiga, which means it can either be elevated or it could be pulled down. So anything that we do which is natural to our very makeup can either be elevated or it could be brought down. Right? We do many, many things throughout the day. We breathe, we sleep, we talk, we walk, we, we share our feelings with people. We eat all these things that we do. Are most of the things that we're involved in throughout the day are Klippus Naiga. 
and, and right, there are Nassan writes in, in, in Lakut Alachas that, that the defining, the defining character trait which defines, which separates Sadiqim from regular people is how they view Klippas Nagi. It writes, many, many people can overcome Gimel Klippas Atmeis. Right, most of us are not involved most of the day in, in, in Gimel Klippas Atmeis. We're not involved in things which are inherently evil. What happens is we're involved in things which are gray and we push them down. And Tzadikim are involved in things which are gray and turn them into white. That's what he writes. That's, that's most of, he writes the largest difference between Tzadikim and regular people is how they, how they utilize Klippas Naiga. We many times, unfortunately, we utilize Klippas Naiga in a way which is negative. Tzadikim will utilize in a way which is positive. But Gimel Klippas Atmeis are much easier to overcome because they're things which we can see as inherently evil. What the Yetzirah does, he's very smart. He knows that things that we see as evil, we're gonna stay away from. Those are Gimel Klippas Atmeis. But things that are Klippas Naiga, he knows that we get involved in because those are things which are not inherent. There's nothing inherently evil about tea. But if I don't make a bracha on tea, or if I don't drink the tea properly, if I don't thank Hashem properly, if I don't make a brain of fashion on the tea, so now the tea, which was at one point nothing, now has just been pushed down to the world of black, has been pushed down to the world of Gimel Klippus Atimeus. And therefore the nefesh of of a yid comes from Gimel Klippus Atimeus, which is neither taiv nor ra, it's, it's in between. And that's what he writes, v'zeh soid, that's the soid of eitzadas taiv or ra. Was the eitzadas taiv or ra? Oh, neither, right? It was neither Toiv or Ra. It's not called the Eitz Hara, Eitz Adas Ra. Right? We think of it, was the, it wasn't an evil tree. It was a tree which is Toiv or Ra. Right? The Sifre Kabbalah say that, that had other Mauritian waited, right? A, a boy, a very, very sweet, a boy came over to me last week in Shul and Shabbos. And he said, he said, uh, he said, Kai's uh, the rubber question. Little five-year-old boy. So of course. So he said, if, 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 the, if other Mauritian wasn't supposed to eat from the Eitz Adas, why does him create the Eitz Adas? I think the simplest translation, the simplest shot is, to not to eat from it. That's why Hashem created it, right? Why, why are the Gimel Klippus Atmeus? To stay away from the Gimel Klippus Atmeus. How do you elevate Gimel Klippus Atmeus? When you don't eat pig, you elevate pig. That's, that's the way to elevate it, is by not eating it, by staying away from it. That's how you elevate Gimel Klippus Atmeus. Why did Hashem create the Eitzadah Stoivara? To not eat it. It was a point of Bechira. It created an Asayna, which allowed Adam Rishon to be able to, he was supposed to, not choose it. But this farm said that really, Adam Rishon was supposed to do something even greater than that. Had Adam Rishon abstained from eating from the Eitzadah the whole Friday, he was supposed to squeeze, according to one man the Amr, there's four man the Amr in the Gemara, what the Eitzadah was. According to one man the Amr, it was Anavim, it was grapes. He was supposed to squeeze the grapes and make Kiddush on it. Friday night. We would have been here. I don't know if we would be here in a physical form, but yeah, Adam Rishon would have squeezed the grapes, made Kiddush in a Friday. What does that mean that Adam Rishon would have eaten? Because the Eitzadah wasn't Ra, wasn't evil. It was Klippas Noiga. Had Adam Rishon held back from Klippas Noiga and, and utilized it properly and been overcome the, overcome the challenge, everything would have been fine. What he, what he didn't do, was hold back. And what he did was instead get involved in the world of Kippus Naga in a way which dragged it down. And therefore, everything that we deal with, all the confusion we deal with, is Kippus Naga. As Eitzadas Toivara, where good and evil just get meshed into each other and we can't differentiate Gimel Kippus Atmeis from, from, from Kippus Naga. And therefore, the Nefesh of Bahami of a Yid, we'll have to get into this more next time, from next week, but the Nefesh of Bahami of a Yid comes from Kippus Naga. It's not inherently good, it's not inherently evil, it's not animalistic in a bad way. It's, re- it's there, ready for us to either uplift or Khalila on the opposite side for it to be pulled down. We'll see that the Nefesh of Ahami of a guy doesn't come from Kippus Naga, but comes from Gimel Kippus Atmeyas. So,